Hey everybody, welcome back to Rose 1 through 10. This is episode 101. Um, back with Travis as always, and uh, we got a special guest on the line. We got Brad Perez, fresh off his uh, race at Coda in the Xfinity Series this weekend. So, shout out to him for coming on. Um, how are you doing tonight, man? I'm good, man. Just uh, just finished my last off day, really, before uh, I go to work tomorrow. And uh, it's been a it's been a crazy week already, even after the fact. Yeah, I bet. Uh, we always uh, appreciate those guys that still have the real jobs on during the week, and but they get get to go out and and run race cars on the weekends. Um, and the la- we we had you on last year, which was awesome, and that was right after your uh, Xfinity debut at Watkins Glen. Um, and then we we had uh, you had the Roval race, and then obviously now a Coda. So, yeah, it's certainly excited to have you back on after a couple of those races, and you can kind of talk about the, some of the experience you've gained uh, in running those road courses. Yeah, I mean a, a lot a lot has changed. I feel like before I felt like the the frazzled old cat on the racetrack compared to a lot of the more experienced drivers in the Xfinity series. And I mean, even though I'm still pretty new to it, I feel like I'm not so much more the frazzled cat, but more like, you know what, I, I can race a little bit and not afraid to, to do certain things now that, that I was before. And may, that might be a bad thing, but uh, definitely to me, it feels like a, a good thing. It reminds me kind of why I love racing, because I haven't raced much since I've gotten to this level, I feel. No, I mean, it was obviously late in the year last year when you got your first start. Um, and you got to start earlier this year. So, uh, any any plans to keep running this year, or or just trying to put some deals together? What's uh, what's what's it look like? Yeah. So uh, the deal is, uh, I'm doing three more races for Emerlin Gates in the Xfinity Series. So those three races uh, are almost in stone. Just got to wait for a couple odds and ends things to work themselves out. Um, working hard on that, and then uh, I'll be making my oval debut soon. Um, I have not announced it yet, but um, I'll wait for the proper announcement. But I will be racing an oval finally for the first time in the truck series soon. Awesome. Big, big over, big oval, or, or a little oval? You can give us that much of a preview, right? Well, uh, I am not approved for big ovals, so I'll, I'll oh, give okay. a answer. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, man. I was I was hoping you were going to be. Uh, yeah, I, I was hoping in my head for Dega. Like I was like, it'd be awesome to see you get out there and do that. So, I'll be uh, going down there to that one. So I was selfishly like, damn, it'd be awesome to get there. And he's out there racing at Dega, but I did not uh, realize the approval process was what it was there. But yeah, we're excited to hear that. Man, I wanted to ask you out, out of uh, out of out of curiosity because they were hitting it hard this weekend with the uh, with the track limits and everything, and, and throwing penalties for that. Number one, did did you get a penalty for that at any point this weekend? And uh, was was that tough to avoid because it felt like a lot of guys like and honestly like the same guys were consistently getting them over and over and you know it, it was a struggle for some guys surprisingly and and it, but I mean I personally think it's good they're cracking down on that but uh, I did not get a penalty and I knew going into the weekend what the rule was I knew uh, kind of how you know it all shaked out and then I thought about that and and basically trying to shape my strategy for practice and qualifying in practice on purpose. I tried breaking the penalty and they never posted me. So I knew exactly what the, uh, 
the threshold was. And then I saw other people in front of me do it and they didn't get penalties. So I was kind of judging off of people around me how, how strict they were going to be. Uh, so I knew going into the race, like, at least into qualifying, because to qualify, I knew I needed to cut the track a little bit to get to get some time. Uh, so I did it. I did what I could in qualifying, and it worked out. But in the race, I just didn't even try it because when you really think about it, uh, if you cut the track to gain three tenths, and then you get penalized for what ends up being like a essentially a, a minute penalty, it's just not worth it. So I was like, you know what? Let me not even get close to this. So during the race, I didn't really get anywhere close to being penalized. But I'll tell you what, qualifying, I pushed it quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just, yeah, one, one of the inter- interesting storylines of the weekend is 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 them uh, cracking down on that. Because I guess most other road courses, it's kind of like self-policing where they'll have turtles or a wall or whatever. And, you know, it's, it's not really a, a controversy at that point. But didn't have that here and felt like they were really cracking down on it. I mean, I think Ty Gibbs got the same penalty four times himself in the cup race, but so I, I was interested to ask about that and, and the, uh, the process of that. Cause that was kind of one of the underrated storylines of the weekend and in, in racing at, at Coda as a whole to me. Well, I think um, as far as that's concerned, I think what NASCAR is doing there actually for once, I, I agree with. Um, because at other places where you put turtles and stuff there, I mean, it just destroys the under part of the car. So, I mean, if let's say you're in a position on a restart where you're like put too wide in the S's and then some guy gets loose and just punch you out into the, to the outside of the track or to the inside of the track where the turtles are like now you just destroyed your race car. And, um, I prefer NASCAR to just penalize people instead of, instead of putting stuff there to, to try to prevent us from doing it because, Although it makes sense from like a competition standpoint to like don't let the drivers make decisions kind of thing, I do agree that like if you put turtles there, somebody's going to run over them and destroy a car. And we saw that even like Daytona Road Course putting those turtles there was just insane. Yeah, Indy a couple years ago too. I mean, that was more just like the the actual like curbing they they put there. I guess was was designed for Indy car, but. I mean, we know what a disaster that turned into. I forgot whose car completely like tore the splitter off and caused all that. Uh, oh man, all that carnage. We the saw first there. lap of the Xfinity race, man, it killed like about ten cars. And uh, even still, and I think in Indy cars, it's not right. Like we've seen in a um, like Formula Three at Mazda or at Mazda at Monza, there was a uh, a crash where he went wide in the last corner in Parabolica and then took flight hitting a turtle. And it's like, why yep. do I even have that? Yep. No reason for well, it. just um, well, I mean, we talk about curbing turtles there and everything, but I mean, as, as far as the the NASCAR weekend at at Coda as a whole, I mean, first you can tell us about like your race and and how everything felt there, of course, and then just in general, I mean, I don't, uh, did you get to check out most of the Cup race or some of it or, or any of it or? Yeah, I watched the Cup race from behind the fifty one pit box, so I got two. Okay. Uh, and I was on the radio, so I was listening in, and uh, it, was, it, was a, it was chaos for sure at the end. Yeah, I was just curious. Yeah, after you take us through your race, just kind of like your, your thoughts on the state of NASCAR at Coda and road courses and, and everything we saw, especially at the end of the race. Because, I mean, for, for what it's worth, like, I'd like to give like a slight preview into, into my opinion. Like, I don't 
it's it's a problem the way people race, but everybody's like, we need to change this rule and that rule. I don't really know what NASCAR needs to change here other than the, the drivers need to be a little smarter in some of these situations. But, I mean, yeah, you can take us into your, your thoughts on, on all that as a whole. It'll be interesting to hear your, your perspective on that. I think that the – I don't really have a, a solution, to be honest, but I think – something that that I think everybody needs to remember is that a race car driver is built to take every advantage they possibly can. Every single one of them. Like if you lay out that advantage, whether they tell you or not, they're going to try to find it. And there's advantages in the fact that the bumpers line up, that you hit somebody and it won't spin them out. There's advantages in the fact that you know now that if you make it to the white flag, it's the end of the race. There's advantages that you now pick your lane in a restart. There's, there's so many advantages that basically give drivers a chance to manipulate the race. So you know what they're going to do every single time? They're going to be like, okay, think about the pros and cons. If I go in turn one and I barrel it in there and I knock somebody out of the way, what is the repercussion for me? If it's none, then I'm going to do it. And it's, it's you know, the only repercussion is like that guy's going to punch you in the face after the race. But, you know, if he punches you in the face after the race and you finish third and he finished 37th, he can punch me every week, to be honest. Well, Which we we'll probably it, need to it, see more of that, to be honest. But. Well, that happens yeah. maybe three out of ten times. You know? Yeah. Very yeah. rarely do we see that. I feel like, you know, very not very often we see that anymore. So it's yeah. interesting. I mean, we see a lot of Twitter fingers going back and forth. But, yeah, it's interesting that. That uh, yeah, there's really no repercussions. So, or in the case of Daniel Suarez, just play bumper cars on pit road because you're mad. So yeah, and I mean obviously that was kind of dumb, and then that rewarded the the fine that he got, which makes sense. But like, it still doesn't fix like the on track stuff. Right. Yeah. I think I just think you're you're not gonna get drivers to stop like being aggressive, but I think it might just have to start with the car. I mean, like, if you think about it back in the day, like, you know, the way the bumpers were on, like, even the Gen 4 cars, like, you could lift somebody's tires off the ground. And if they did what they did in turn one, like, with those cars, every single car in the front pack would have been spun. Yeah. So I think that that also goes to show, like, okay, you can't do that now. Yeah. Because it becomes and, a detriment for yourself, you know. Yeah. And that's an interesting, like, point it, it, it itself that you that you bring up there is, like, I guess you're getting at the stuff about like the car is just like almost too durable. And like, you think back to like the last gen car where it, like there were so many complaints about like, you know, like you, you rub fenders with somebody and you, you have a tire rub and your, your day's over pretty much. And there were a lot of complaints about that. And this car was supposed to curb that. And it's almost like they went too far in the other direction, making this thing like indestructible and impossible to move where, now it's like, I've, and that was, you know, part of the relation to like the drivers getting hurt last year too was, was how sturdy this car is. And it's like, we talked about that. We're like, that impact has to go somewhere and it is the drivers. But I mean, this is just another case of that where drivers, I guess, like, like you're, you're, you're getting at, like, don't have to worry about their stuff getting tore up so they can just go in there and run into guys and not have to worry about any repercussions of that. Exactly. And I, I don't know, like, I don't think we're going to see the car being changed or anything, but I think a lot of the, it, it, I think it's just everything included, you know, that and the, like the championship format of like you win, you're in like every point mattering way more than it ever has in any point in the history of the sport. Like a lot of things come together to kind of create the issue that we have now. 
Yeah. Another topic I think uh, we both wanted to talk to you about and get your opinion on was uh, the the Hendrick uh, appeal and and obviously the kind of overturn of the points. Um, if you obviously know, if you're, everybody's listening knows kind of what happened today after they appealed and kept the fines of $400,000 if I gave the points back. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting to see an overturn appeal. Um, what, what do you think about that? Uh, I think that uh, this will just create a bigger rule in the rule book. <laughs> That's it. I mean, it's it's happened before, like with junior motorsports and the spring bucket thing at Darlington. And there's there's so many different things, like rules that now have to be created because people find find loopholes. And Hendrick Motorsports, congratulations, you found a loophole, and it worked. And that's I, about it. That's all. I don't even. I don't even know like what like the like. And this is what I was saying in like our group chat earlier. I said to Derek before you got on here, though, is like what like what was the, the loophole here? It's like because the the appeals committee was like, yeah, they broke the rules, but nah, like basically, like well, it's just that was just that was the crazy part to me. Like, well, well, really, NASCAR found that they broke the rules, and then the appeals committee said that they didn't break the rule, but. Like, you know, they still had to levy. Like, they can't just re- rescind the fine. Yeah. So I think what okay. So what what happened there is something that happens a lot in spec racing, um, and this is probably one of the few things that you can relate the NASCAR Cup Series to Spec Miata. Uh, so our rules state in Spec Miata that when you're boring an engine, because all the rods and pistons are from you know factory, and this is like a 20 year old car. So obviously not all rods, pistons, and blocks are going to be built the same. It's just natural. It just the way the manufacturing works, they just won't be the same. So they allow you a tolerance in which that you can shave your your heads and all that stuff to to conform to the rules. So with that being said, now that you're going to the cup series where everything is a spec, most things are spec parts, um, those uh, those hood scoops could also be parts that are obviously single supplier, but there's very it's almost impossible to make every part exactly the same so there has to be a tolerance so what hendrick tried to basically say is like okay the 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 louvers that they gave us just didn't conform we put them on the car you can't prove that we altered them they're just not what we got we can i can show you the receipt and where we got them from i can show them to you it's just how they were given to us and then the supplier can't prove that they messed it up so hendrick gets away scot-free Yeah, I I was listening to um, uh, Stenhouse's crew chief Mike Kelly talk about it on the way up to Atlanta, and he was he he gave some insight into the fact that like they're having a lot of issues with like getting these like single source parts and and them not fitting, and like part of the issue is like well NASCAR is like don't mess with anything like if something doesn't fit like call us text us like email us. And I guess part of the issue, and, and I don't, I, you need to find a solution going forward for this, is that when you have 40 teams or 36, whatever you want to say, and they're all getting parts from one source and they're all having issues with stuff not fitting, but they can't work on it themselves, they're coming to NASCAR. He basically implied that like NASCAR is probably overwhelmed with like all this, all the, complaints they're getting with parts not fitting basically and and some of that communication isn't there 
and it makes it tough to like then get a part that actually fits and find a solution. And like, that was my thought last week when I knew they were appealing was like, that's going to play in. And they're basically, cause they did say like they asked NASCAR and they said, don't work on it obviously. Cause like that's the rule with this, but I don't know, like that, that whole back and forth communication seems like a problem right now with NASCAR and the teams and with these suppliers. So I don't know like what the solution to streamline that process is other than teams we go back to the old way where teams can just make stuff like make their own adjustments on stuff. Yeah. I think we've gone so far into this next gen project that it would be very difficult for us to kind of go back. So, uh, I mean, as far as that's concerned, you're just really going to have to, uh, teams are just going to have to deal with it. I mean, uh, Hendrick kind of took matters into their own hands and, you know, I applaud him for it. And I think until we kind of get like a, a true, and all be all figuring out how we're going to deal with this single source supplier, especially since teams like sometimes buy direct and then sometimes have to get it through NASCAR. There's not really a, a set way. Um, it, it'll just be a, you either get people manipulating the rules or you get people that are just trying to scrape by that get the boot because of unfortunate neglect. And is, is there anything to the follow up to that, to the, the, so from from my understanding, you can tell me if I'm wrong, like you're going to be more well, well versed in this than me. But at the start of the weekend, it sounds like Hendrick went to NASCAR as like almost like a voluntary like inspect. Because we're like, you don't have to be inspected on Friday, but they like brought this to NASCAR and like volunteered themselves for an inspection. And then that's where these parts were confiscated. So like they never actually hit the track. And it was a voluntary inspection. Like, do you think that played into like the the decision there by the appeals committee at all? I think so too, and I think that's why they shouldn't have been penalized any points. Um, I still don't agree with the fine, but I mean, it, it kind of just is what it is. <laughs> yeah. I so, so, you, us, so you. Uh, go ahead, Eric, I, I can see us going to a certain tolerance on certain things. You know, since it's like all those spec parts can't be exactly the same. It'll just be a certain tolerance they have to be within, I guess. Yeah, and that goes back to the fact that teams should be able to modify their own parts mm-hmm. if, if, or, or, you know, build their own parts because then if that's the case, then we won't have these kind of – even this this conversation if you just allow the teams exactly. to do themselves. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it, it, it's, it's just going to be interesting to see how they – how they navigate that going forward. And obviously like, I mean, my argument last week was honestly like these companies that are are making these parts, if if they have these massive contracts with NASCAR and if they're not giving teams like good parts and parts that fit, and this is like an issue with like continuously getting parts and not, because it's not just hood louvers, obviously like there's, all kinds of, of different shit that they're getting and like sometimes fits, sometimes doesn't. And well, these suppliers, if they have these massive contracts, like say like they need to probably be held more accountable and have their feet held to the fire more where like, yeah, you have this contract, like deliver and like, you know, this shouldn't continuously be an issue with teams getting parts that, that, that aren't fitting and aren't right. And, and they're having all these issues like that, that kind of falls on the suppliers themselves. 
Yeah. And, um, but, you know, just like, I would say, just like, you know, lobbyists exist in politics. It's the same thing that happens with the suppliers in NASCAR, you know, <laughs> you know, people, people want the good contract to make their good money. And, you know, whether that meant that they met the, the demand perfectly won't really matter because they have the contract anyways. So that's kind of, uh, that goes deep into it, but yeah. it really is just, it's just business at that point, you know? For sure. Yeah. It, that, that's a topic we, I guess we could, we could go on all day talking about that. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different angles you can attack that at. Yeah. Like we can even go back to even lack of labor and you know, it's, it goes, uh, we can go on for days. Yeah. All right. Well, Brad, I know you're uh, a busy guy. You're uh, back to work tomorrow, I believe. Uh, so, we got the questions. Uh, you want to ask him the 10 questions? Yeah, did yeah. I don't think last time you Brad was on, did we do the questions? I think we did. I'm pretty sure we did. Did we do did we do the 10 questions with you, Brad? Do you remember? Dude, I have the worst memory ever. I don't oh, remember man. at all. <laughs> I'm, well, let's do I'm, it again, man. Shoot. Yeah, I was about to say I I I don't think we did. I don't remember who the first person we did them is, but I feel like it was after. So, yeah, I, I, I was thinking about that this whole time, like trying to remember if we did the questions or not. So screw it. Uh, yeah, if he wants to, let's do them again. I just need to get that list pulled up. Yeah. All right. So, so Go I'll ahead, work on off. Uh, I'm working on finding that list right now. So. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll ask uh, Brad. Uh, what's it? What's it like uh, transitioning between different NASCAR vehicles? You said you, you're obviously going uh, truck racing here in a few weeks, um, and then obviously, but uh, you've been mostly in the Xfinity car here the past uh, the last what three races you've ran. So, yeah, what's that like? Um, well, I think the uh, really it's just two very different vehicles. Uh, I think the, the Xfinity car is very powerful and it just keeps pulling. I mean, it has so much more motor than the truck does, but the truck, you kind of have to remember, like it kind of revs out pretty early, like a late model has a pretty low chip, um, got the digital dash. So your pit road stuff is a little different. Um, other than that, I mean, at the end of the day, if you don't remember it, it still feels like a stock car. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like that. I'm excited to hear I, I was, the announcement of where you will be racing. Oh, yeah. It, it'll happen soon, probably within the next week and a half. All right. Hashtag soon. <laughs> All right, All right Travis. The pulled up. Go ahead and lead yeah. us off. All right. First question. Uh, if you had to win a race at one racetrack to save humans from an invasive species, what track are you racing at? Repeat that. Sorry. If you if you had to win a race at one racetrack to save humans from an invasive species, what track are you racing at? Uh, Watkins Glen. All right. Uh, if you had to survive on one popular racetrack snack food for one month, what are you choosing? Um, man, racetrack food—that's tough. That's real tough. Damn, because racetracks I, I, such I, see, bad I, food. I, Now I remember he definitely answered this question last time, so and I remember his answer. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny, <laughs> dude. I, uh, I didn't remember it. it like remember if we it. did him with him or not. 
Uh, damn, dude, racetrack has they, they have such bad food. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did I say that last time? I have to look it up. No, uh, dude. <laughs> just for just as a side note to that, like, I went to Atlanta last week, dude, and like, so like we go. And like we were, so I order a cheeseburger. My buddy orders steak nachos. The cheeseburger is like, like a burger on a bun with like, like the iceberg lettuce that like you get out of a bag with like cabbages and carrots <laughs> like oh. sticking out of it, oh, and like a frozen piece of American cheese on the side. Jesus and then the Christ. the steak nachos are literally just like plain tortilla chips with ground beef. And like uh, the same like iceberg lettuce with cabbage and carrots. It's seventeen dollars. That's God. This also is difficult because I've only been to like as a spectator to maybe like three racetracks. So I don't know. Uh, Did you go to you? You've been to Watkins Glen. I don't know if it was before your time when they had the like the fucking like cheese it tacos. Like when cheese it sponsored bro, the race, bro. Every time I've been to the, I've been to every racetrack on the entire calendar, and I've never eaten the food at the racetrack because we have our own food. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. You ever had a Marshall hot dog? I have. It sucks. Okay. Isn't that great? <laughs> <laughs> the a staple. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I, you know, I'm gonna make a racetrack and I'm gonna have like rice aroni. Like, I don't appreciate the Martinsville hot gonna, dog I'm gonna, slander. I'm, I'm not gonna, gonna be lie. like, yo, this is the world's famous Kansas Speedway rice aroni, and everybody's gonna be, man, I gotta get the Kansas Speedway rice aroni. And there's gonna be I, one I guy like, who's like, man, that's good, and I'm like, dude, it's rice aroni. I, I feel like we we are a pro Martinsville hot dog program. Like, I'm not. <laughs> and I'm not saying it because I just to to hate it. I just said it because I've tried it and I hate it. <laughs> I go to the we'll go and get a bag of like ten of them. We'll go and get a bag of like ten of them and just start passing them around yeah. to each other. All right, here's best racetrack food is the sheets across the street from Martinsville. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is great. All right, we'll we'll, we'll take we'll, we'll we'll give you that as your answer. <laughs> Oh man, this is off the rails. I don't even remember who's did that. I asked the first question, so I guess yeah, the next one's here. mine. Yep. All right. If you could have a twenty lap race with one race car driver, dead or alive, who are you racing against? Um, if I could race anybody, um, I would race. Um, probably Robbie Gordon. All right. But like prime Robbie, like thirty-one car Robbie. Nah, like like car championship. Robbie. Okay. Not like Robbie that got like DQ'd from the race at Montreal. And, like, nah, nah that wasn't track. even prime Robbie. In that <laughs> in that twenty lap race, uh, who's the crew chief sitting on top of the box for you? Smoky Eunuch. All right. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that we, thing's. He'll have you cheated up. Yeah, speaking yeah. of cheating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, what is your realistic racetrack to race? Um, well, just, we'll say Xfinity cars, but really whatever you want to race at. Just like a dream racetrack to, to race at. Dream track to race at. Could any track in the world? Yeah, that like, you haven't raced at. Dude, That's still standing. So, like, you spa. can't say, like, fucking, like. Yeah, what like some racetrack that's like a, a shopping mall now. Oh, you know, Phillip Island would be hard. Probably Spa or Phillip Island, one of the two. 
All right. Big V8 supercar guy. Nice. I like it. Um, if you could have any sponsor be on your race car and get unlimited supply of that company's product or service in return, what company are you choosing? Brother, Apex Coffee. They don't give me unlimited coffee, though. <laughs> but if they become popular enough as a coffee brand, then Apex Coffee all day. I feel like you could quote Mike McDaniels right now. They're worth that much? I can't get coffee? <laughs> That's, that's a good one. <laughs> oh man, this is great. This is great. Like, <laughs> like, like this is like what makes these like asking questions fun. Because like, if you get somebody who plays along, like you have a lot of fun with this shit. <laughs> um, all right, who's your uh, dream broadcast broadcast crew of three people for? We'll say your twenty lap race with Smokey Eunuch on the box. Oh, who's in the booth? Oh, dude, hell yeah. Okay, here we go. So, um, it would be Alan Beswick, Murray Walker, and um, oh, what's the last one? Who's going to do color? Dale Jr. I like it. That'd be a crazy-ass booth. Yeah, it would be. I like it. Murray Walker and Dale Jr. chopping it up would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's just like this weekend like like we had the, the f1 guy i don't even remember his name but like gunther. <laughs> like yeah gunther and like clint boyer up there like i can't imagine like the first time he met clint boyer he's probably like what did i get myself into speaking of which by the way that like some great contributors on that broadcast but like do we really need six people <laughs> like i gotta rewatch that i've never i didn't actually get to watch it yeah it was a lot I mean, going on there's four guys in the booth. It's Joy, Gunther, Boyer, and Kurt Busch. Then you got Chase Elliott, like, in, on Zoom, like, most right. of the race. And then Larry Mack doing, like, his Larry Mack stuff. So, like, you had six people on commentary. Jesus Christ. There's a lot. Just a lot going on. <laughs> All right. Number eight. Uh, what competitor in the Xfinity or Truck Series would you be bringing with you if you were at a bar fight? BJ McLeod. All right. Solid. Like, nobody's beating that guy up. I don't care who you are. Nobody's beating BJ McLeod up. And he's my boy, so he's already on my side. I don't have to convince him. Like, if I actually texted BJ right now, hey, yeah, I'm in a, let's, I'm let's in a roll. jam. And he's like, I'm on my way. <laughs> Yo, I'm in a pitch. <laughs> Dude, he'd show up, swear. I love it. Shoot. All right. Um... Number this has been awesome. Number nine, if if you could build your own personal racetrack, Brad Perez Speedway, uh, however you want this thing laid out. I mean, lay it out like in, in the shape of a slice of bread, like like your dream racetrack. Like, how are you laying this thing out? Okay, I already have it. All right, so I've thought about this a lot because this is something that I would create if I had a lot of money. So it is a short track road course. Uh, what it is, is it has elevation change. So turn one goes downhill. It's like you turn in and it's like a sweeping turn in, but then it turns in too much and it's kind of like a chicane. So you have to turn back to the right. And as you turn back to the right, it goes uphill over a crest. And then that goes onto the back straightaway. That sharp left goes in the back straightaway. So the back straightaway could either have a chicane. That's really fast. We're talking, put a curve right there, make it fast. Got to jump that curve or you could just flat out it. And then, 
at the end of the straightaway is like a hard breaking hairpin and then and then another hairpin right and then it goes back left back onto the front straightaway that goes uphill Hell yeah. Send that to Texas Motor Speedway. Brother, that needs to be a Walmart gonna need, distribution center. Yeah, well, they're going to need some ideas, so maybe maybe they can uh, maybe they can incorporate that. <laughs> yeah, you, you, don't even, you don't even need a lot of space. You could build five yeah. of those in the space of Texas Motor Speedway. You could put the Walmart distribution center and the racetrack. Yeah, there. you could enter at the Walmart distribution center and put the racetrack inside of the Walmart distribution center. That's perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Oh man! All right, number ten. Uh, who is your goat of all auto racing? Oof, this changes all the time for me. Like, like this changes all the time because, like, I have to think about it. I think about this very seriously, by the way. And I think about like who would win in like a one v one same cars. Like, you know, it's a great and, debate. And I feel like. I feel like somebody like, once again, Robbie Gordon. Like, I feel like peak Tony Stewart, peak Robbie Gordon. Like, I think, like, man. Larson? I think Larson's a good one, too. Yep. The thing is, I want to see him try open wheel because we haven't seen it yet. Next year. Yeah. yeah. Once, we, I, once that happens, I'm stoked. Um, I think Alonzo. I want to see Alonzo try stock car, but, like, I think it's funny that he's like, I'm going to suck, so I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, brother, try. Try anyways. But, Maybe he's the uh, Project 91 and I was like. No, nah, he's not. Yeah, he did it. say there. Uh, he did say is. there's this. Oh, you know who it is? Yeah, I can't say, but I know who it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you can you can text it to us after and we'll, yeah. we'll be like our, our sources have told us. <laughs> okay. Well, it's happening soon. The only hint I'll give you is that um, – the the driver is upside down a lot. Okay. I know you can you can take that what you will. I'm not gonna elaborate Carl. on that. I'm not gonna elaborate on that. Carl. <laughs> All right. Dude, like has has Gluck had you on his twelve questions or like I think I did it once. <laughs> okay, you did? Because like that's kinda like who we got inspiration like to do this from and like dude, like that that was fucking awesome. Like if Gluck has not had you on his 12 questions, which you said he has. Like, I was going to say, like, you need to reach out to him and get on there. Because luck like, is sick, man. Yeah, you oh, were at the dude. tweet up this weekend. Yeah, I try to go to as many as I can. That one worked out because I was actually there that day. But usually yeah. I'm not. Usually I'm at home. But, yeah. <laughs> so do you think NASCAR is, like, go, like should, should stay at Coda? Like, because I, 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 th- I don't – I think they should. I don't see it going away, but – I guess that was kind of like part of the debate after this weekend. Like, is this a feasible track for NASCAR? So before that even started, um, so I I will not give much away about this, um, but there is a reason why North Wilkesboro was revived. Mm-hmm. And it all stems to who owns that slot on the schedule. Okay. Texas. Yeah. I got it. Yep. Interesting. <laughs> so once, right. the, once that TV contract ends next year, you'll see some changes. I love it. Okay. All right. Couple little right. bread, I, yeah, I get, bread nuggets. I got some <laughs> ideas. I can't Man, you, give you, too much away. 
<laughs> you, you, you've left some ideas in, in our because I got like my mind is like spinning right now. Like, so. All man, right, man. I well, like I know it, you're man. busy. Uh, I said back to work tomorrow or, or whenever, but uh, so we'll we'll let you get out of here um, before you before you get yourself in trouble. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> again, appreciate you coming on. I want to thank you for the hookup this weekend. Uh, me and Sky are gonna have a great time down there, at Richmond. Uh, I'm excited to go to the race again hopefully the weather holds out um so yeah just thanks again man appreciate it and we'll have you back on soon no problem y'all have fun enjoy the race i'm gonna be at home well i'm not gonna be at home be at work but i'm at home (laughs) all right man hey thank you man now you're welcome thank brad for joining us so much that dude is hilarious like what a, a joy to talk to him. Like one of the funniest guys we've had on here. So thanks so much for to him for coming on and definitely look forward to having him back on in the future. Yeah, no doubt. Appreciate him jumping on, giving some feedback. Um, I said, I knew that was going to be a good listen or a good, uh, yeah, I guess, listen, uh, good interview, if you will, um, after his race at Coda. Um, and after obviously he ran last year at the Roval and getting, getting some more experience and getting his name out there. So yeah, uh, he's a great personality in the garage and a great guy. So it's just always excited to have him on. Um, yeah. So appreciate him. Uh, I don't know really where you want to go from here. Um, upside down a lot. Yeah. So we'll have to think about that after <laughs> the podcast. Cause if not, we're just, it'll be a lot of dead air and, uhs and ums. So, My immediate yeah. thought was Carl Edwards. I just want to say that, but you said he. Yeah, uh, uh, just, said that, it. yeah, that doesn't fit the narrative that Justin Mark said that the guy doesn't race in America or hasn't raced in America a lot. So I don't know. We'll have to put the puzzle pieces together here, try to figure it out before they announce it. Um, but yeah, uh, I said, where do you want to go? Well, um, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll, we'll stay on NASCAR and we'll hit Outlaws there at the end, but. Um, I'll just say before we talk about it, another lackluster weekend of outlaws racing. I wasn't overly enthused with either of those races, but they happened. So, but, yeah, at uh, least, uh, at least we got some racing in, um, but yeah, nonetheless, probably better that you didn't spend your whole weekend on the road going to those races. Um, but yeah, we'll get to that here in just a little bit. Uh, you want to start with the. The, the the penalties and stuff you want to I mean uh, I mean I said, I don't know if we kind of touched on it I don't really feel like we need to get too deep into it I mean yeah I'll hit the Suarez one later because I was all fired up about that so like when the time comes I'll hit that one so I mean we can talk about that one right now that's a good time to do it I mean I said I was, yeah we but I, I don't think we need to really talk about the Hendrick one I mean I said we we're I think everybody's a little surprised that they overturned it but we kind of broke that down. We're talking to Perez about how they found a loophole, which we knew that they would. They have great lawyers. They have great people on the case doing this stuff. So, uh, yeah, this, as far as the Suarez thing, uh, I mean, I'm not surprised uh, that they nailed him. It was pretty stupid on his part. Um, you got you to gotta keep this kind of stuff on the racetrack if you're going to do it at all. Um, but either way, it's childish in my mind. I don't think they nailed him enough. That's my kind of issue like why did he get penalized less than ty gibbs did at texas last year and i think what suarez did was like 
more dangerous than what Ty Gibbs did there. But even then, I, I don't. I think the Gibbs thing was a little bit more dangerous because that was at speed, where this was like not as fast, and he just was like, you know, the the rule is making contact or, or like after the race. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I said I think the the at speed during a pit stop sequence while there's crew members out there doing their job. You know what I mean? I know that the official was there, but it was, I, I didn't feel like it was that egregious at the time. I mean, I said, I, know, I knew, I knew you couldn't do it. I mean, I, I knew that the penalty was coming, but I said, I didn't think when I, was, when I saw the Gibbs thing, that was like really bad in my mind. Whereas if, this, this was like, yeah, this was bad, but not as bad. I didn't think. I mean, so Suarez comes on the pit. Suarez comes on the pit, barreling on the pit road at, I don't know, probably 70, 80 miles an hour. No, like, well, not that fast. No? No. Well, He's faster coming down than, like, like pit road speed, like 45. No, nah, he was faster than pit road nah, speed because he knocked the shit. He, he knocked the shit out of the 48. Like, no, nah, it's just, it was just, it's all relative. I'm telling you, it was about pit road speed. Well, n- nevertheless, like, that's not like the, the issue, but is it, like, if, it, if, like, there was an official right there, and it's like, if Alex Bowman loses control of his car for some reason from that, like, that official's dead. Like, that was one of the dumbest things I've seen in a while. And, like, I, I feel like I'm pretty consistent on this. Like, when it was Gregson and the Hemrick pit crew members, I was fired up about that. I was fired up about the Ty Gibbs thing last year. I'm fired up about this. Like, if you want to act like an idiot on pit road with other people around and put other people in danger who are just trying to do their jobs, I have no time for that kind of bullshit. And like, frankly, it, it pisses me off. Like you need to have a, a like a fucking ounce of maturity and uh, like look around and like, Hey, let's not fucking play bumper cars here while there's an official standing right fucking here and potentially jeopardize his, safety and like i said whenever there's been incidents like this the last couple of years and we've talked about it i feel like I've, I've consistently held that that opinion so i totally agree i mean i said i knew as soon as it happened that a fine was incoming and i said i didn't think it was as bad as the ty gibbs incident where they were literally like playing rub banging fenders and shit like he, I feel like they could easily ran over somebody there where this was like a lot of things had to happen for him to spin him out. I mean, we talk about all the time how hard it is to spin these things out. I mean, do you I, think I, he should have gotten a points penalty? No, no, I'm fine because Ty that. Gibbs got trust 25 me, owners me. points. I, I when understand that I happened, understand. So. And, and like I said, I, I think. I, I, would, I think they could have easily given him the same penalty. I would have been surprised either way. I feel like it was a little less than Ty Gibbs, it just in my opinion. Uh, I, I, I said I don't know. I mean, if if any, I said I, I'm to, I totally agree with you. I'm not trying to defend it in any means, but uh, I, I mean, I just get where Suarez is coming from. He's frustrated after the race, and you know, it's easy to Monday morning quarterback this situation when you're you know we're watching the race and you know we're you know I mean our emotions aren't really in it like theirs are so. I mean, I just I understand his things, but you can't let this happen. So yeah, it's just fifty thousand dollars is a lot of money. He he's learned his lesson. I, like we'll never see it happen again from him. 
So well, also, also real quick, uh, and then we'll move. But do they still do probation? Because I never hear that anymore. But like, do they still put guys on probation? I think it's one of those things where it's like, when you fuck up once, you you're basically on probation. I think it's more of like a unspoken probation, kind of like uh, now from now on, like for at least the next probably month or two. Anytime the ninety nine goes to inspection, you better believe their shit better be tight. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's I kind of the about... the unspoken probation until somebody else fucks up. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I just remember they used to publicly put guys on probation because I just but think it about. Did that really Bush. mean anything? I mean, it, it, it did for Kurt Bush because he told well, Bob yeah, Pappas he's gonna beat. He was on probation. Was yeah, he was on probation, and remember that was the famous quote. It refrains me from beating the shit out of you right now, but I suppose I shouldn't say that since I'm on probation, and that got him suspended. So. Yeah. I said, I think the whole probation thing was a joke. Obviously, they had to do something with Kurt at the time, but uh, <laughs> it refrains me from beating the shit out of you right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god, that's I forgot it. Like I was just thinking about that, man. Like compared to the Kurt right, Bush, uh, like crying on Sunday. Let's let's keep it on the rails. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What else you got from the weekend? Uh well, the trucks raced. I didn't really see any of it. So, yeah, I watched a little bit of it. I was in and out of watching kind of all three races. The uh, truck strategy uh, was going to be a good one, certainly for Kyle Busch. They uh, had already made their final pit stop and hoping for no cautions to come out, and they ended up getting a late caution, maybe about like eight to go or so. I can't remember exactly the numbers, but uh, yeah, late caution kind of flipped their strategy, and everybody. Uh, ahead of them pitted, but they they or that they may have pitted again or something, and they they were able to drive all the way up to second, but not enough time to to run down Zane Smith. Um, so yeah, solid run for thirty eight team. Uh, we we last week if you listened to the podcast, we gave you the uh the two picks there, first and second. So hope hope you won some money. I ended up winning some money on the uh, Zane Smith. Top three. Uh, did have the Kyle Bush to win ticket. So, yeah, shout out to you if you had that. I think you stayed away from it because it was like negative money for Kyle. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, which is crazy to me. You know, what I mean, there's so many uh, so many variables to go wrong in a race, just like we saw. You know what I mean? It's not a yeah. Lot. Like literally, they, they basically were like, "All right, Kyle Bush is guaranteed to win this race." Like it's it's not. Yeah, a lot harder than that. I said I I would have faded that all day long. Um, I don't know if you got any action on that top three, anything top three. So, yeah, I don't have top three for truck and Xfinity on my, uh, on, on my, my site. So I gotcha. kind of had to roll with, with what I had there. I did, I did a good transition here. I have AJ. So, and even that, that was like, I don't know what, what if you got that or what you got it. I was like, plus like, it was like plus plus one twenty. I had that, but. Uh, yeah, I definitely cashed a couple of tickets on Saturday. Uh, let me go back here and look at the slips if I can. Um, I had plus 120 on AJ, and it, it basically, like, what I bet, like, paid off, like, the other guys I bet on because I, I had money on AJ, Gibbs, and Kligerman. Yeah, I had uh, Ty Gibbs top three. I had AJ for the win at plus 120 and yeah, Ty gives top exact three line. plus 125 so I hit both uh 
Oh, and I also hit a Ty McIntyre top three in the truck race. That was a plus five fifty. That was a good hit. There you go. That was a good hit. Um, but yeah, so definitely a good weekend on that. I mean, I, like I said, uh, AJ not really ran away with his good race between him and in the seventeen, the Byron there. Um, I was kind of nervous for my for my monies. I did not he had to work Byron. his way back up through the field. He got two. He got shuffled back early. Well, Byron was giving him a hell of a run. You know, it was like it was not easy for the ten car to get around him and stay around him. Like even when he got by him, he never really checked out. You know, it was like really close within a second or two the whole time. So yeah, I was definitely nervous up until the wire on that one. Now what? What? Um. Now AJ himself like said he fucked up here. So I mean. I guess not too much to like ramp on it about was was the move on Sheldon Creed, which yeah, like AJ himself was like remorseful about that. So I mean, I thought, but definitely over aggressive and overcooked it. Like at first, I thought it was intentional, and then like after seeing some replays, he just like overcooked it in there. But yeah, that that was tough. I, I felt bad for Sheldon there, especially he was doing a really good job in that race and I still rebounded to come back home with the top 10, but yeah, that, that's a, a tough way to get taken out. Yeah, definitely tough. I don't think AJ meant anything, but it was just tough racing at that point. You know, everybody's tr- trying to do what they can do. I believe it was right off a of restart, right? Um, or shortly after. I mean, like, yeah, not, not like too a lap long or after. two. Yeah. So, cause they were all still pretty bunched up. That's so. what I'm saying. I think it was just a hard racing deal. I mean, those things are going to happen when you're racing that hard and you're, you know I mean? When you're racing up front and it just sucks. Like you said, sucks for Sheldon. He's had the short end of the stick on a lot of, he was pissed year. after the race. I, oh, I mean, right, rightfully interview. so I didn't see the interview, yeah. but I mean, rightfully so if I was in that situation, I'd be pissed too. But I mean, I think he looks at it this week and realizes AJ. I mean, I, I, AJ's always been a super clean racer. I mean, he's been aggressive, but he's super clean. Yeah. Um, and I said, it's just a racing deal. Uh, I think he'll get over it. It's just, I think the, the frustration is building for Sheldon Creed. He's had a terrible luck this year on just t- not, not the finishes indicative of how that team is actually running. No, not but at they, all. They I need mean, something, to t- something to go their way. Maybe, really? maybe I mean, this he- weekend at Richmond. And, like, the last year and a half, like, we'll say, like, he's had so many fast cars. And, I mean, I don't have many other than the Darlington race we were at where he gets put in the fence by Larson and Gregson. Like, I mean, he, like, has had so many, like, fast cars opportunities. And then it feels like it's always something out something of his control. Something squanders away. So, well, sometimes it's yeah. him. Sometimes it's something else. But, yeah, something squanders it and just no good. But, yeah, so Xfinity was good. I think we both cashed some ch- some tickets on that. Um, and then Sunday, um, that was a solid race as well. I think the short track package kind of delivered on Sunday, if you ask. Yeah, I liked it, man. I mean, first off, obviously, like the story of the race regardless. I mean, so like we hinted at it last week. We were like, all right, on the road courses last year, was it Tyler Reddick or was it the car? It was Tyler Reddick. Like, holy shit. He's so good. Well, I would say it's a little bit of both. That car finished second. So, <laughs> well, the car wasn't running second. Remember, that was kind of like a strategy play that where Kyle got up there. So, got to keep that in mind. But I mean, Kyle was running like top 10 most of the day. And then they came and pitted before the caution came out and got up there. They were able to stay out and he was able to hold on, finish second. So, I mean, but 
I, Nonetheless, I mean, Tyler. Well, yes, yeah, Tyler Reddick is a is a beast. There's no denying. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Like I was gonna say, he's the only Toyota to finish in the top ten. That's not true. Ty Gibbs somehow ended up in the top ten despite his fifteen uh, cut in the course penalties. But I mean, really, other than it's, I mean, it goes to show, like, other than than Tyler, like the Toyotas were not fast again. Like the eleven, the nineteen, the uh, I guess the 20 was up there in the top 10 most of the race, but um, 11, 19, like nowhere to be found. And 23 took himself out early, and then 45 is just smoke in the field. I mean, he, he is so good on road courses, and I feel like uh, it's probably not the last time we're going to him, – him and Chase are going to have some good battles here on road courses – the next couple of years, especially this year, like after Chase comes back. Cause I think after this, like, we know like they are probably one, two in the field right now on road courses. It's considering equipment. Yeah. It'd be interesting to watch for sure. But uh, yeah, he was lights out like another one made money on that one too. Like, I think you had him on – yeah, you had him on yours too, right? Yeah, I had him to win. Also, a top three. Um, and if you follow the picks on the uh, – I guess you tweet him out and Instagram stories. Uh, but, yeah, Ty Gibbs top ten. Cash that as well. That was a good hit. I was definitely looking very bleak uh, at the middle of the race there when you kept getting – cutting the track penalties. Um, also, did have a Jordan Taylor top ten that was – Looking good on the final restart until uh, top of the hill there, turn one, uh, which we all know chaos ensued, and he ended up getting shuffled back to like twenty fifth. So, yeah, it was just it was crazy on those late race restarts, but we I was we were able to cash some tickets, so I was happy. We we have been killing it with the like I had two, I had Reddick and Byron to win. Like those are like. And they battled for the win, the lead, like the whole like Byron was the only car that could really keep up with him. And I Kyle Bush top three, like took a little bit of luck, but he got in there and got that. And then I hit that uh uh Jensen Button over Ryan Priest in a matchup. I guess took a little bit of luck for that too, because Priest got jumped up there in one of those uh late restarts. So I went hard in the paint for another week on the bets, nevertheless. You hit a win and a top three. In the same race, that's a. It's pretty that's solid, a, that's yeah. I uh, I could have sworn I put it in a KFB top three as well. Um, I I don't know what happened if it didn't process or what, but nonetheless, we did hit the Tyler Reddick top three and win, so I was happy. Um, I would have been very upset had that race gone like crazy at the end. I mean, obviously it did get crazy, but if he hadn't won, um, and I didn't have Kyle Bush and somehow Kyle Bush won. I, that would have been the most salty Kyle Bush win of my whole life. Um, but yeah, another week, another uh, plus units, man. If you're uh, if you're tailing, keep riding. Uh, yeah, I've already got some some picks locked in for this week. If you kind of if you kind of want to just roll into picks for Richmond and we can kind of break it down. Yeah, we can. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh... Just like the – I mean, we talked to Brad about it a little bit, but, I mean, just like your opinion on the late – the restart stuff. And everybody's like, oh, we need to change this and that. And that. I, don't, I don't think we need to change anything. I just think yeah, the drivers you know what needs are going to learn to be smart. We just need 
leadership in the garage. I'm not saying there's no leadership, but there's just nobody. Like, if that were to happen back in the day, Dale Sr. would have had them boys' ears and fucking chewing them out. You know what I'm saying? Like, what and, the and fuck you know, are we doing? And and the fact that it was at, like, Indy last year and, and here, and these are both, like, the tracks with, like, hairpin turn ones. And it's in both races, it was, like, the same offenders. It's, like, the one and, like, the 22. And it's, like, you say, like, we need leadership in the garage. Like, the veteran guy who, like, should probably be one of the leaders in the garage and the reigning champion is one of the biggest fucking idiots on the track, like, week after week. So, it's, like, how can, you know, it's, like, what example do these young guys have to to not – race that way when they see well, the, the reigning the whole, champion like, you know the stage racing and the you know the the late race green white checkered i mean that's what these guys have literally grown up watching their entire lives so it's like this the game has changed from the the 90s and the the that that the the code book quote unquote you know what i'm saying like it's just a different set of rules that we abide by and and we live in a day and age where the social media, Twitter fingers is the only thing you get. You know what I mean? Uh, you, you know, we talk about bitching and moaning about respect for a week and that's it. You know, there's no repercussions. I mean, I guarantee you if somebody goes and pops somebody in the face, they're going to think twice about running that guy over. Yeah. But, but the mean, thing is, it's, and then he kind of broke it down. It's just hard to break down because you got literally everybody shoving everybody at that point. So, I, yeah, Well, that's, that's what worked out good. That's what worked out good for, for Reddick is like, you know, Reddick raced clean and Kyle Bush is one of the cleanest racers in the garage. And well, you heard that from Denny. I mean, Denny's said for years that Kyle Bush is the most fair driver in the garage. And I think, I feel like that's true. You know, he, and, uh, and, and who did like Reddick have to race all like, and I just like, I was saying too, like, William Byron's another one, like one of the cleanest racers out there. And he raced Reddick super clean. Like they had some great battles, raced Reddick super clean. And then he got shuffled back a little bit. And it was Kyle Bush up there. And Kyle Bush, I mean, he, you know, Reddick's lucky he didn't have fucking Ross Chastain or Joey Logano or whoever. But I mean, that also, Austin Cindric, like, it, it also goes back to like, you're, I'm going to race you how you race me. You know what I'm saying? If you have run me over in the past, you know what I mean, or showed me no respect in the past, I mean, at that point, I'm liable to just say, fuck it, and I'm going to take give no respect here, you know what I'm saying? Whereas, yeah. like I said, all those guys, all day long, you saw Byron and Reddick giving and taking and showing respect to each other, but also racing their guts out and, and putting on a show. Um, and then, obviously, Kyle Busch, he said he wasn't up there. I said I was in and out, kind of checking in and whatever, but got the gist of things. And, I mean, Kyle Busch, I said, is one of the most respectable drivers in the garage, uh, no matter whether you like him or dislike him, you, I feel like that's a fact. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. super fair. I mean, when when he feel like he was wrong, he's going to say he was wronged, and he's going to show his displeasure. And, I mean, I think I said if you race Kyle Busch with respect, you're going to get a lot of respect back when, when it comes to being raced. So that's just how I've always looked at it. I'm going to race you how you race me. And, I mean, if I said if I was one of those guys that gets run over, I mean – and it sucks because then it's just like a never-ending cycle. But I think it, it, you'll think twice when you uh, before you run somebody over. Yeah. So another, thing yeah is, another thing is also you got these a lot of younger guys where it's like 
you've also you've heard the stories of like when Logano was younger, he felt like he was get he got taken advantage of, you know, run over a lot and and just no not taken care of. Where you know, so you kind of got to earn that respect as well. So just something to think about. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, it's I just. And by the way, like one of the funniest clips I, I tweeted earlier, I don't know if you saw it, like Justin Marks is bitching about like we have a problem in this series. These drivers are too aggressive. I was like, bro, do you see who you employ? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, he, we do get a little bit of a problem. I mean, and, and yeah, they are some of the worst offenders. I mean, maybe he is talking about his guys. I mean, you don't know. I mean, shit, he's too but he goes on there and defends Ross like every fucking week, and it's like I I love it. I want him to keep racing this way and says that well, shit. Well, I mean, to every a, week, to a like, degree, you you mean to a degree, you want your driver to be hungry, but it's like also you got to know when to give and take. So uh, it's a fine line. Yeah. It's a very fine line of being aggressive and and being an asshole. Yeah, you know? but shout out to Reddick and Kyle Busch and, and William Byron for you know those are the three guys racing for the win and. They all race. Those three guys race super clean and kept it from, you know, us from getting some random fucking winner that didn't deserve it because they didn't. So yeah, Kyle, Tyler Reddick, William Byron, like all three of them, I think deserve shout out for rising above the fucking the fuckery, basically. Yeah. But, all right. Well, uh, yeah, Richmond. Is- Ryan Priest said they need an ass whooping. Give one out. Quit, <laughs> quit talking about it and be about it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, Richmond's coming up. Yeah, I say uh, Richmond. This weekend. Uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm, I mean, I'm cautiously optimistic. You know me. I love a good old Richmond race. Uh, you know, I, I, I know. Laugh all you want. I, I love a good old Richmond race, and it's probably going to be terrible, as always. <laughs> but I will, I'll still come back next week and defend the shit out of it. I loved it. I love Richmond. I get a good nap so, Sunday afternoon. Yeah, 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 get your fucking pillow fucking right. Get your blanket out. I mean, I remember last fall, like I or uh, August, like I fucking got back from Cody Jinks concert the night before, and then like Richmond was on the next day, and I literally slept through the whole race. I was like, "Who won, Harvick?" Okay. Like, <laughs> no, nah, I mean it was interesting. Last uh, August, you had guys up there ripping the top. Uh, I mean, it did get uh, widened out the groove a little bit, so I'm optimistic that we'll see a little bit of that, hopefully. Um, I said I'm optimistic with the new package that we'll see a little bit better racing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not too too optimistic. I mean, it's still Richmond, but, you know, who knows? Who knows what we're going to get? Hopefully we get hey, a good race. The and, action track. Hey, I, like, like I said last week, enjoy the strategy. Last, last year's spring race was – Super good with the strategy. Um, it was, it was. I'll give him that. that so was I mean, sometimes we need those races. So it's just like we gotta let it play out. Let's uh, let's just see how it plays out. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's Richmond. We'll see. I don't think Richmond deserves two dates, but I will uh, keep going as long as we, uh, as long as they uh, still have a race, right? I mean, it's fucking ten minutes up the road. I don't blame you if it it's, was fucking it's an hour, but yeah, it's basically two. if if it was three hours, I don't think you'd be as sure if you're making that trip. Like, yeah, certainly on a day trip Sunday makes for a lot, but uh, yeah, I do got some early early change on the race. Um, if, uh, I'll lay down those. I got Blaney at plus sixteen hundred Bowman. Wow. He sucks at Richmond, dude. Yeah, but something's <laughs> got to go his way. He ran second at Phoenix this year. I think the 
Penske short track program is better than you think it is. I uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that I think it's some good value there. Oh, maybe. Hey, we'll see. And then uh, Alex Bowman plus eighteen hundred to win. Uh, Denny Hamlin plus a thousand. That line's been moving between uh plus nine hundred and plus a thousand. Uh, and then I got a couple three. What top do you want, Draft DraftKings or Parcel? I'm looking at Fanduel because like I have Denny plus seven hundred on here. So. Yeah, that's what I, said. I jumped on. This was uh places. Uh, like basically as soon as they came out yesterday. Uh, no, yeah, yesterday evening. Uh, and then uh, some top ten bets. You know, I love these. Uh, if you want to jump in early, all plus odds here. Bubba Wallace plus one ninety five for a top ten. He needs something to go his way after two bad weeks. Um, I expect them to be pretty quick. Brad Keselowski plus a th- plus one hundred. Um, for a top ten, and then Eric Almirola plus one ninety five for a top ten. Talk about somebody who needs something to go their way. Oof. Yeah, uh, uh, great. Coming uh, to probably his his best track, so I'm hoping that. I, hoping that I don't have Bart. I don't have Barstool on my phone, by the way. Maybe you can look and tell me real quick. But whatever the odds are, I would look at Ryan Priest top ten as well. Like somebody needs something to go their way. Great short track racer. So. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not a bad call. Let me look to uh, let me look at that real quick. Give the give the folks something to to tease them with here. Ryan Priest top ten. That's what you're looking for. Yes, sir. Plus two forty. Ah, uh, I like I like that a lot. <laughs> I do too. I like that as well. Um, All right. Also, you can get that Jones boy plus three hundred. Oh, I like that too. He's good yeah. at Richmond. He's yeah. Lock in some top tens, folks. Get them in early before the the practice speeds come out because the the lines will move big time. So, speaking yeah. of great racetracks, we also have trucks at Texas this weekend. So. Yeah, and uh, IndyCar that is with them. So doubleheader there at Texas this weekend. Oh, okay. I was wondering why trucks were there, so that makes sense. But... Yeah, IndyCar there Saturday at uh, right. When's the second? What day is the second? Uh, Sunday. Okay, so Sunday at two o'clock is the IndyCar race. Um, but yeah, trucks. There's a lot there. of shit this weekend. Yeah, big race, big race weekend. A lot of motorsports on. I mean, it was a big weekend this past weekend. Uh, three, Final four three weekend nine. too. WrestleMania, yeah. like Dominion opening shit. weekend. I think me and uh old ratings god Ben are gonna try to uh, haul ass up the road to make opening night of Dominion if we can. If uh, all goes according to plan and the weather holds up, so yeah, a little uh, busy, busy weekend here. Little, little getaway. Going to spend the weekend in Richmond and uh, see a lot of racing. Hopefully, hell yeah! yeah all right, let's get that. some. Uh, let's get some picks in. All official, right, man. official picks. All right, official so winner Saturday. picks. Saturday Xfinity series. Uh, I guess we'll start. Let's see here. Because Xfinity's first and Trucks is at is like it? five, so that's how I was gonna look up. I mean, if you can Xfinity's at that. one and Xfinity's at one and Trucks is at five. Four thirty, yeah. So okay, yeah. Go ahead with your uh, Xfinity. All right, uh, Derek Krause in the ten car this weekend. By the way, I was looking through the entry list. So. That's your pick. All right, no, 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 locked in, locked in. Let's uh. No, I'm not subjecting myself to that. If I'm you could bet for him to hit the pace car, I I put that bet on it. 
Yeah, I was more letting everybody know who to who to be careful. All right, yeah, uh, who you got? This. Who you All right, I got. We were talking about people who need something to go their way. Uh, he's won a couple races here at Richmond and been really good in the past. Uh, I'm gonna go with the double zero ball, Cole Custer. All right, I like that. Um, um, uh, plus one thousand odds on that. Uh, nice, I like that. Thanks for giving that up, so I can give mine as well. Uh yeah, Saturday, um, kind of a chalky pick, but again, need someone that needs to go get get the uh, get the ship righted in the right direction. Uh, the whole organization has kind of been struggling, but give me Josh Berry, short track ace, and the eight car at plus five hundred. The odds aren't great on that, but yeah, give me Josh Berry. Yeah, I see John Hunter's the favorite. Remember, he had this race won last year, and Ty Gibbs went into fucking bulldoze mode and turned four and took that away from him. Yeah, it sounds like Martinsville as well from another team. <laughs> sounds but. familiar. All right. Uh, I guess that uh, leads us into the truck series. Truck, yeah. Um, Fuck. I mean, it's hard to not bet a, to not bet this guys. So give me, give me the thirty-eight ball to back-to-back weeks. Zane Smith yeah. plus three hundred. I mean, it's chalky, but I mean, that dude's on fire. That literally, he burned it to the ground this week. If you if you get that, he's on fire. That team is on fire. Dude, might have to. No, that if might if be you don't race, get that, look it up. That might be a race win diecast to get. Yeah, but just buy a thirty-eight truck and light it on fire. Race win. That thing's gonna come out looking pretty sweet, but that's a no. Nah, that's a good pick. Uh, they're they're super fast, lights out. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll go with. Um, let's see who we got. I'll go with, with um, old uh, old Ty Majeski. Not old. He's young. I was gonna go with somebody old, and Season I switched Ty Majeski. Right? Yeah. All right. Cool. I like to write them down here, numbers. We um, we picked literally the two favorites, by the way. Zane Smith plus 320 and Ty Majeski plus 450. So. Yeah, I mean, if I had to go and pick somebody outside of those two, um, give, give me a Carson Hosevar to, to finally pick up a win. Ooh. Yeah, going out on a limb. Going out on a limb. Matt, DiBene- Matt Benedetto plus 4,000. You're looking for a value bet. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess I'm picking you, first yeah. for cup. Give me the cup pick. Um. Well, there's only one king of Richmond in the cup series right now. He's won here. I I wish I had what six, seven times. Uh, Chevys have been fast this year, so all that leads to Kyle fucking Bush getting back to victory lane at Richmond. Hey, I like that. I did not even think about that. Hey, that's a plus twelve thousand bet right there, folks. I like it. Twelve thousand or twelve hundred? Sorry. <laughs> I was like, holy shit! <laughs> sorry. Um. All right, give me. You didn't think about Kyle Busch winning? I didn't. No, it didn't cross my <laughs> mind. You know, that's how bad he was last year at Richmond. Like, why well, he was. He was good in the spring, but. What they have the penalty? Oh, they had the penalty because they put the tape on them. They was bleeding. Remember that? Yeah. Excuse me. Bless you. Yeah, right. He's leading. He's leading here in the spring, and they put tape on the nose and had to come down and take it off. 
I see the lines have already been shifting as well. Um, I've already lost some value in my bet here. Uh, but give me Alex Bowman in the 48 car. Pick up their first one of the year. And that's uh, plus 2,000 right now as it lays. Yeah. I, got, I got in at plus 1,800. So looking like a fool. Damn. Yeah, I'm looking looking right now. I see William Byron as a favorite. That's not a bad bet either because he's been Yeah, we know the 5 fast. and the 24 were super fast at uh, Phoenix. Um, we, but we know Alex Bowman does have a win here at Richmond. He stole out of a hat. What a hack. Dude, Kyle, Larson is literally the favorite, like, every fucking race. Like, do you realize that? Like, even Trax, yeah. he's not good at. Like, like it'll be like Talladega, and Larson will be the favorite. <laughs> like, why? All right. Let's uh, let's uh, roll through some outlaw stuff here quick and uh, wrap this up. It's getting getting late. Yeah. Yeah. Been, been going for a while, but good show. Um, yeah. They, they went to Talladega on – um, Friday, honestly, a little bit of a letdown. It seemed like they were uh, having a hard time passing there. So, just kind of was what it was. But uh, Buddy Kofoy led all 35 laps and was never really challenged and uh, took home the win there. So, I mean, it was cool to see them racing at that track again. Like like I said, like left a lot to be desired. Um, honestly, kind of concerned with the – the product we've seen when the, with the outlaws as a whole so far this year. So we'll see if uh, things start to improve, but, but yeah, good win for a uh, good win for buddy is what second, third career outlaws win. So. Yeah. I mean, we haven't gone to some really good racetracks yet. I mean, obviously this, uh, I mean, one thing that could be said for the weekend is the new, the new surface there at Talladega. They, it's a brand new surface. I think this was the very first race on that surface. Um, they also added some walls to the outside of the racetrack. So just a completely different feel. It's kind of a bull ring. Not really much as Lincoln. Like I thought it was, it's a lot smaller than Lincoln. Um, so a lot more like a bull ring. So yeah, no surprise that, uh, buddy Kofoit did pick up the win, led every lap. So kind of a snoozer, but I was able to catch some of that on Friday, um, on the way home. Uh, but yeah, Unfortunately, was not able to catch Saturday. I'm not sure if you were. Did you give the uh, entire top five rundown? No, but I can do that. No, um, I got it here. I got it pulled. Okay. Up. Yeah, we got uh, Buddy Colfoy. Obviously, pick up the win, like you said. Uh, led every lap, so not a, not the most exciting stuff. Uh, Brad Sweet coming home second, started third. Spencer Baston coming home third. David Gravel fourth, and Donnie Shots fifth. Um. So yeah, like I said, not not the best of races, but nonetheless, excited. At least we got some racing in this weekend with the Outlaws. I think it will be, I think we'll we'll see some better racing once we get to the, some of these tracks that we know, uh, know and love, and and you know these teams know the setups that they want to uh, run at these places. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Saturday's race either. I was watching the uh, watching the the hoop ball, so uh, got caught up in that was not able to catch the uh catch the outlaws race but i got those results i don't yeah you said you weren't able to see any so i guess we'll just go through the results yeah sorry but, folks it's i mean i said we're big sports fans uh march madness was on saturday obviously we watched the nascar stuff it's a little easier because the time frame um but yeah we'll give the results obviously the big cat brad sweet really good weekend for him a first and a second on the weekend 
Um, David Gravel, again, the points leaders right there, finishing second. Sheldon Honeshield finishing third. Uh, Donnie Schatz finishing fourth. And Carson Macedo rounding out your top five. Um, but, yeah, uh, we go to, let's see, Devil's Bowl. A couple doubleheaders this weekend at Devil's Bowl on Friday, Saturday. Um, I said we that's a Texas two step. Yeah, a little two stepping down in Texas this weekend. So uh, that's a track that we've been to before. So yeah, I expect some some good racing down there this weekend. Um, yeah, what are you thinking? You got some? You got a pick for Friday? Yeah, I'm kind of uh, just like looking through here on the, trying to refresh my memory here on on Devil's Bowl. Like I said, it. Uh, like outlaws is like nothing else where there's just like so many races where like I, I like I can't remember like oh yeah so and so won it at this track last year so um but obviously like Brad Sweet's on fire um he's I'm reading through this has never finished worse than seventh at Devil's Bowl so um uh, Logan Shuhart has three wins here Donnie Shots has three wins here um. Uh, yeah, uh, Logan Schuhart won three in a row here. That's right before Brent won here last year, uh, to break that streak. So that's, uh, some storylines to go to bring into the weekend there. All right. Who are you taking for Friday? Um, you know, fuck it. I'll go off the reservation here a little bit and go with a, uh, native Texan, um, He's been what I, can, I don't know what it's at a long time since he's won a race, but he's run really good here in other competition. And I'll go with Sam Hay for Teep Jr. All right, that's an interesting pick. Uh, give me the 17 Sheldon Hodenshield. They need something to go right this year. Started off with a bang here in Texas. All right, Saturday, who you got? Uh, this might be terrible and chalky, and uh, you can shun me if I can't do this. But I think it's going to be a a weekend sweep for Sheldon Hodenshield. Back-to-back Friday-Saturday sweep at Devil's Bowl. Break out the brooms, folks. Hey, if that's what you're feeling, that's what you're feeling. That's what I, that's will, what I got um, written down here, so we're going to roll with it. He won three in a row before last year. Brent was able to end that streak. Pretty sure he still finished second in that race, but I'll say he – uh he gets his fourth cowboy hat, and Logan Shuhart ends the weekend in victory lane. All right. I like it. All right. Oh, yeah, well, uh, what else you got? Anything else? Nah, your F1 IndyCar, you're yeah, more in touch I mean, with that uh, stuff. In F1 race. Right? F1 race this weekend, 1 a.m. Eastern. A uh, little late-night F1 action on Saturday night as they race down under. Um which had another said, hint, they, little hint. I think it could be maybe Scotty McLaughlin for that uh, Project 91 car. I don't know. Who knows? But that's getting down another wormhole. But, yeah, F1 this weekend. Uh, IndyCar this weekend. Uh, what else you got? Anything else? I know what we're titled on this podcast. It goes upside down a lot. There you go. That's the title. <laughs> goes upside down a lot. Episode 101. That's a wrap. Oh, yeah. yeah. In the books. Oh, yeah. Appreciate Brad. Appreciate you, man. Good show. Yeah, and coming we'll with you. A lot of content. Stay on the socials this weekend. Tons of content. Uh, we'll be in and Enjoy. out of the garage. Hopefully, fingers crossed that we get the uh, racing in Saturday. And, yeah, I've had lots of content.
enjoy yourself down there down there this weekend and anybody who's listening this far speaking of drivers with a lot to say uh we'll keep that train going next week yes sir see you next week all right Uh.